hear me out. Put that on the... We buy a Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that. Let's okay. Goal of this show is to get enough money so that the three of us can become equal owners of a Chili's franchise, preferably oh. in Flemington, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into this week's episode of Deep Fried Medicine. My name is Austin DeSavino. I'm joined, as always, by our amazing co-host, Dan Dankovic, Stephen with a V, Rudden. We are here to talk about those things in life that we all might experience, but maybe we're not talking about, and that's what we're here to do. So join us this week as we talk about failure. Okay, so failure. Let's talk about it. And I know this is something that at first when you hear it, it kind of, you know, it can make you recoil. It can make you think and be like, okay, it's a, it's a big thing to talk about. And, uh, you know, I want to kind of define it in a sense of how we're going to talk about it tonight because failure can, can be a lot of different things, right? So failure can be giant. Failure can be minute in everyday life, um, whether it's like trying to make a new recipe or something like that, or whether it's just getting, you know, fired from your job or, um, you know, failure to press your brake pedal and and crashing into a semi truck. It can be a lot of different things. So I don't know about you guys. What I was thinking about when we were discussing this in our um, ample meetings leading up to it was just talking about the different types of failure and how they apply. Not like the giant, giant big ones or the small ones, but failures on initiatives that we take, failures on paths that we choose, or just failures on things that we really wanted to happen, or maybe some failures that we're really glad happened, and they were a blessing in disguise, if that makes sense. Um, So I don't know, you know, normally we consult Miriam and Webster, or Miriam Webster, the little girl that owns a dictionary company, but what are your guys' thoughts on uh, introducing the topic? I know it's such a fucking abstract thing to bring in, so I'll shut up now. (laughs) um yeah no i think uh failure is a very interesting thing because everyone experiences it uh, and it's uh one of the few things that is good and bad for people to go through um obviously you know being afraid of something you know no matter how small it is is scary for everyone um however that's what uh you know how you grow as a person you learn um so i think it's a very interesting topic that um yeah, pretty much everyone can relate to. And, um, you know, it's got its ups and downs. And I'm excited to get into it. And, uh, yeah, and it touches on what we were talking about last week about how it's inevitable. And exactly what we started the podcast for is something that everybody experiences. And failure is something unavoidable for everybody. So I think I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> I'm excited. And I think, Stephen, you said it well. I think uh, – I think a lot of what we talk about is is all connected in in a different way and everything kind of leads like this could just be one giant big conversation, which I guess is what our hope for this podcast or stream or however you're enjoying this video, whatever. But that's our hope is to kind of have this just be one big conversation where we're discussing these things that, you know, we experience. But again, maybe we're not talking about it because failure is not something 
that everyone loves to talk about. It's just not. It's it's something really, really personal, and it's something that hits you on different levels depending on what it is. Um, so I'm excited. Let's dive in. So how I was hoping to intro this with you guys or like dive into it, because again, I think we could, we all can think of different examples, but before we get there, uh, when you hear failure, like what is your initial thought? What is your initial thought when I'm like, yo, we should talk about failure tonight. Or when someone says you failed or something like that, like what is your initial reaction? Fear. Um, initially, as of late, attitude towards failure has changed. Um, gotta, I got to agree with Dan 100%. Anytime I was told that a failure came up short in anything, it was fearful. It was shame. Now, naturally, hardly ever will you get anybody who just says, well, you failed like sincerely other than just like joking around like fail army or whatever. Um, but now when you, I see failure, I think more of opportunity to get better. It's like uh, Edison. Like I didn't fail a thousand times. I just found a thousand ways that didn't work to make a light bulb. So it's just a matter now of an opportunity to grow and get better and learn. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think, um, me too. I think I killed that. Yeah, you did kill that, and you you actually read my. That's my next question is because like I say, Dan and Stephen, I'm I'm the same as you. I hear failure, and it's like it's a guttural reaction. It's like I don't want that. Like no, no, thank you. I don't want that anywhere near me. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't want that anywhere near me. Um, and my next question was, have you changed your feelings on failure as you've as we've gotten older? Is that really the next question? Is what happened? Gotten older. It's really there. I didn't want to show all the notes before we got to them, but yeah, it really is. Yeah, and believe it or not, a lot of that stemmed from, I kid you not, but working in the restaurant industry. Because when I started there, like the first two months of working had where else other than Chili's open 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. during the week until midnight uh, on the weekends. I just failed like the first month and almost quit like a thousand times, but then I stuck to it and it was one of the best decisions i've ever made like friendship wise and just growing wise learning how to treat people it's just a good growing experience so now i'm able to you know work through shortcomings even for even more that's it yeah, definitely i definitely think as i've gotten older and um have just grown as a person i think definitely learning learning from your failures is uh, an important step to just progressing as a person. And I think it took me a while. And like, as I got older, um, I realized that while yes, failing is bad, uh, you know, for the most part, you can take something from it and turn it into a positive. Uh, And I think definitely um, I've had life experiences where I kind of had to do that to kind of, you know, look on the bright side and find, you know, the little, you know, silver lining of situations that have not gone my way and I have failed and um, kind of turned it into a learning experience. And I think that's really important for everyone to, um, you know, just even just mentally, because like failing at something, like even if it is small, is really hard on you. And, uh, you know, being able to find a silver lining, I think is, is super important. Yeah, that's like one of the things I agree with both of you. And that's, that's the uh, downside of going last is that I, I, I think you guys both have good points, but um, like as I've gone through different things and I will fail 
like so many more times in my life than I will succeed. And like, it was getting into that mindset of like, you have to go through all the failures, um, but viewing them as opportunities. And, um, you know, Steven, thank you for sharing about your, your beginnings at Chili's. And we do have some fed fan feedback about that, but, but also you did turn into the best. I do want to point out the person commenting this never successfully ran a tray of plates through the dishwasher where they all got clean um, because they always came out dirty. Those half, those half bowls, Cody, man, those things had dried guac on them from 1985 when Chili's was founded in Texas, but we do love you and we, we, we appreciate you um, tremendously. So, but like going into that, right. So now, um. We're, we're all enlightened is, is what it sounds like. And we're not. I know we're not. And we're working towards it because it's a process, right? But what was it like in the beginning? Like, tell me about how you responded to failures in the beginning. I mean, not in the beginning because we've been failing for, for our whole lives as humans. But we've gotten to this point. What was it like before before you got to this point? Uh, just very hard on myself about that. It wouldn't just end with the particular situation. It was, you know, like if I did something wrong or if I considered that I failed something, it wasn't just in that instance, I would, you know, carry that with me and it would ruin, well, not ruin, but it would, you know, I would be stuck in my head for like weeks at a time and I would be, wouldn't be able to let it go and I wouldn't be able to see the silver lining in it to just get anything positive out of it. I'm trying to think of examples. If I think of something examples, I'll fill in the silence, but no, I I'm right there with you. I think that's um, why I kind of like forced myself to make that change is because if I failed at something, no matter what, how small it was, it, like you said, like it weighed on me and it was like taking a toll on me mentally where like, I didn't see any of the successes I had you know, in anything, I just saw the things I was doing wrong and I wasn't giving myself the time to kind of like pat myself on the back or, you know, not even go that far, but acknowledge even that I was doing things right. I was only seeing things that I was doing wrong and failing at. And that takes a real toll on you. And you, that's, I think that, um, you know, I think after college, I, I did that a lot throughout college and I went to school for TV and film listeners who don't, don't know me. Um, and so on like the art side of things, like I was very, I hated handing things in cause I never saw they were done. And so I considered them failures cause I didn't get to finish them, perfect them. When really there's, you, you, you can't really looking back, there's no way to have a quote unquote perfect piece of art. The artist is always gonna kind of like see something wrong with it or whatever. So after college, I kind of like learned that like, oh, wait, this is like taking a big chunk of my mental health and like throwing it in the trash. And I kind of had to like make a conscious decision to if I fail, I need to find that one thing that I can learn or grow from in that failure. And I think yeah. that definitely, yeah. Yeah, that was that was definitely the beginnings. And like, I don't, I don't know how far back in my life, but definitely in college. And isn't it weird how the bad things or your failures weigh so much more heavily on you than your successes or accomplishments do? It's like, oh, okay, I did that right. And that's done. And I'm very proud of myself with that. But that's gone so much quicker than a failure would be. And that just sticks with you. Yeah, I think a big, like, like, yeah, again, to go off of that is just failure sticking with you. I feel like in college, I was defining myself by those failures instead of like my successes. And yep. obviously, that is 
not healthy at all. And that's something that uh, if you are doing uh, listeners out there, um, take a step back and realize there's, you know, you're not just failing. There are other things and learn to, you know, learn to learn from your failures. I think that's, I think that's the most important message. I'm just going to repeat this whole time. Yeah. And just knowing that there's nothing wrong with feeling bad. Austin, we got this. If you want to, you know, take a minute or two, but there's nothing wrong with feeling bad. Like anytime like you feel upset that you did fail, that is a way to recognize, okay, that can act as a motivator. Then like, okay, what do you lose a baseball game and you hate that feeling of losing that can be your motivation to work that much harder to make sure you win the next game or, you know, make SpaghettiOs right, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I actually, I didn't, I had a different experience than, than you guys. So I'm not saying I disagree, Stephen. Finally, finally. No, but, please. Go. Like I did, I had that experience, but it took me a while to get there. And um, it was, it was weird. Like towards the end of high school and like in the beginning of college was, I was like oblivious to it, man. Like I just didn't fuck, I didn't accept it. Like I, I couldn't, I, I could not be shown a mirror of myself. It really was like, I was like walking, isn't that just cognitive dissonance where it's like, I'm being faced with the truth, but I'm just refusing to accept it. And I, and like, it caught up to me. Like I just, I wasn't seeing how I was, how I was being as a family member or a boyfriend or a friend or just like who I was. Like, I was just like, nah, fuck it. I got this. I, I know who I am. I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. And you know, life caught up and just kicked me right in the ass. And I, I eventually got to that point where like, I went, you know, like this. And like, one of the things that stuck out to me is like, I went to school freshman year at York College of PA, which is like super small, really, really tiny. And I got in because it was the first one I applied to. And they were the first ones that accepted me back. So I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Senior year is done, baby. Like, I <laughs> That's got how I got into my yeah. school. <laughs> so, so I go and and I went, I'm like, oh, this actually isn't for me. I wish I was listening to my parents and uh, like looked at everything and evaluated what I want. So I was visiting my girl at the time at Westchester. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to transfer there. And I, I or apply there. I applied there, Rowan, Delaware University, a bunch of other places. And like I messed up the transcript situation. Like I messed up. Like my grades were good. I made dean's list and all that stuff. I'm, I totally messed it up. And like come August – yeah, I know. So, but this is where it caught up with me is like, come August, didn't get in. I didn't get into, into Westchester. Um, Rowan, I never sent my transcripts in properly and I didn't get into Delaware University. I say it's because they have a very, uh, a very competitive communications department, but I, you know, I just didn't get in for whatever reason. And I had to stay home. And that's actually where I started working at Chili's. I stayed home and went to RV. And phew, let me tell you, oh, that you was- RV? Yeah, I went to RV for a semester. Oh, best, best semester of my college career. Yep. Totally kicked me in the ass. I started working at Chili's. I was working at Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. I would open Dunkin' Donuts. I'd go to RV and then I'd go to Chili's and just get shit on by middle class people that hate their <laughs> servers. And it just totally kicked me in the ass. And I came out of it. But I got to that place after college. And we talked about it in like the imposter syndrome uh, episode. But like after college, I went into the workforce and I started just not like everything didn't come easy to me. And I was like, well, I, it's me. I'm inherently bad. And then I went spiraled. So I had a different, different to path. Wildwood. Yeah. To what? Yeah. To crying in a motel in Wildwood. <laughs> I'm glad all eight people on the, the stream know that. 
but that that was actually going to be my next question is and i talked about it myself but so that was the best failure i ever had was and it's not a failure like looking at it now it's not a failure but when i was going through it i literally remember helping move my girlfriend into westchester and like i was like i should be here how is this happening to me i'm going to rv and i just had these like terrible views of community college and i went and i'm like this is I shouldn't be here. And I quickly learned that, yes, I should have been there. And it was the best, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Just kicked me right on the ass, humbled me a ton and just forced, forced me to look at the mirror that I had been avoiding for a couple of years. So that's what I want to ask is that, is there a failure you look back on that you're like, you know what, that was like a really, really great thing. Cause we're talking about it being a silver lining, talking about it being, you know, the positives and everything. Is there something that you think of? Yep. Situations. Sorry. Give me a shortened version of what you just said. Say it again. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a short version. Cause I I wanted to make sure I'm, I'm like saying the right thing. No, no. So looking back on it, is there something at the time you thought was, just an abject failure. It hurt tremendously, but looking at it now, it's like one of the, like a, a really great thing that happened. It truly was a silver lining. Uh, I would say getting laid off from ACS and then, okay. and then almost not even a year later getting fired from another job. It was a terrible, terrible thing that happened. But silver lining being a much happier, you know, not not working in those, you know, in that industry. It was a very stressful, spe- stressful time. And although I was making a little bit more, um, you know, it, there was opportunities and things that I've done that uh, I don't think I would would have been able to do there. Um, not to mention if I didn't get laid off then, you know. It, with this COVID thing, like both companies, like it would have just been, it would have just been, I would have not been working during this whole thing. Like, I don't know. That's like the most recent one I can think of. I'm sure there's a better one at some point, but. Um, so what was your take? So what was your takeaway from it? Is that now, now that that has, that you're, the, those happen, right? You were let go and, and then let go again, that. So your takeaway I, is what? If I didn't let go, I never would have. If I didn't uh, get laid off, like from ACS, I would I would still be there, and I would still be just like unhappy doing, you know, dealing with volunteers and and stuff like that, and be stressed and like spending all my days doing this stuff. And then come COVID, I probably would have lost my job anyway. <laughs> it's like, but uh, but I probably would have just spent years being miserable than having like a job that wasn't a huge fan of and it was very uh demanding emotionally and now i don't have a very easy job that's pretty i I dig it and i can do it from my basement (laughs) so a a door closed and another one open it's like i just made that up i don't know if you guys have (laughs) heard that before i've never heard that do doors open and close crazy bro as a former Door sales specialist at Lowe's. They work. I can confirm they do open and close. No shit. I've been <laughs> underestimating doors severely by like 50% this whole time. 
Steven's been just taking them, taking the screws taking out the and off. Off. to go through the door. Everyone, so many doors I've opened. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that with us, Dan. It's my pleasure. That's what we're here for. This is free therapy, you know. <laughs> exactly. Which, and I love the fact that you just said that, is ultimately why I'm was so anxious to be a part of this because it is pretty much therapy. Like you could say like, oh yeah, this is the medicine and whatnot, but this is the medicine that like personally I try to apply and every time yeah. just bounce these ideas and whatnot. It's not necessarily for anyone. This is for my benefit. So fuck. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I hope somebody gets something out of it, but this is just. Well, I hope eventually we get something out of it. Chili's. Yeah. What a wonderful place to eat. We, we got we got this out of uh, out of that out of that story I just told. If that didn't just happen, we wouldn't be here. I never would that have true. That is true. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I Stephen, go ahead. You're up. Is there something? And you don't have to share if you don't want to. If I, Stephen, if I'm prime, buddy, like I know you're very protective of, of things. And like, a very thin skin. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Just on a side note, holy shit, is Cody in Hawaii? Cody, you're in Hawaii. Are you on vacation or are you like stationed there? That's what he said. To our listeners, yeah, Cody yeah, yeah. put in the chat that he uh, failed RV, which is Rant Rally Community College, but now like he's in Hawaii. So, um, as a member of the U.S. Navy, I believe. Yeah, if he, he, still, is, if he was. I don't know if, is, if he's still in. I think so. <laughs> but, gotta, we'll, gotta... We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Maybe he's. Stepped away for a minute, so we'll wait to get that back. Uh, any one particular event? No, it wasn't necessarily a failure. And a lot of my failures, I'm still repeating the same mistakes. So I'm still in that process of learning from them and making the best of it. Granted, I've been riding a bike for 23 months. So it's just a matter of, you know, trying to get it and just internalize and accept reality, which is what I'm still in the process of. I do expect great things, but I'm still in the process of, you know, paying for it. So. Cody just moved to Hawaii for four days ago for three years, and he's stationed there for three years in Hawaii. You're stationed in Hawaii? Cody, can we get him out of the chat, please? <laughs> one off. One on, two off during COVID. One day on, two day off. This guy. <laughs> can we get him out of the chat, please? <laughs> I, don't think we, I don't think we can. I'm glad to have him. Yeah, I could ban him. <laughs> no, don't make. Well, Cody. No, no, no. Well, Cody, no shit. That's fucking awesome. Congratulations, miss you, man. But I'd, yeah, if I were you, I'd rather be in Hawaii. Damn. What? You'd rather be in Hawaii than recording this? I mean, shit. I can record this from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's Damn. true. Damn. Um, but yeah, no, just still in the process of making the best of everything. Um, well, not making the best, but just trying to learn from it. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about what are you enjoying about 2020 or what did you enjoy about 2020? And yeah. it was a matter of just starting over, you know, just starting from the ground up, making sure you eat right, floss every night and do all the little things right. And then bigger things should follow. So I'm in that process still. So ask me in a year. Well, so Stephen, let me ask you a question. And I, this isn't directed at you, but I just want to pose it. Because what you said, like still making the same mistakes and still doing the same, you know, failures, whether whether we want to call them that or not, I, like I, same here. And like, how do we stop that? Like, how do I stop that? Like, like, I, like, why? Why do we time and time again make the same mistakes? Are we? Is that just? Mm. Is that just DNA genetics? Are we destined to do that, or do we have mm. power over that? Personally, I think 
it has to be subjective depending on the situation and what the failure is. Maybe it is just the easy thing to do and it's just the easy way out, whether it be a resolve. Maybe um, I had a whole train of thought and I was going to slay that question, but I forgot it because Cody's in Hawaii. I can, I can feel it. I can feel if you want. This message yeah, brought no, to you by right. Alex Pack. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, it's just uh, also it's a matter of having a short memory, maybe you just or selective memory. You don't you remember doing it, or but you don't remember the consequences of something, so you just keep doing the same mistake over and over again. And next thing you know, you get bit by the mistake. You were gonna say something? No, I'm just no, I'm just I'm just. Just, just giving you, you know, nonverbal feedback, and I, like, I want to. So, what is the failure? And like, is it, is it this? Is, is this really it? So, like, for example, one of the things that pops into my mind is just like my health, and we've talked about this before. Like, I want to be fit. I want to eat better. I want to take care of myself better. Is it failure that I can't stick to that, or that I can't do it? Like when I. Like, what's the failure? Like when I'm eating healthy for five days and then on Saturday I just go crazy and I eat, you know, a pizza and a, an ice cream bar or whatever, ice cream sandwich. Or is the failure that I just can't get it right? Or is it just double failure? Is it just all one big clusterfuck of failing? I think, well, if you exercise one day or eat right one day, as long as you take one step towards the act, that's not failing. You're starting it. You're just doing it at your own pace. It's not always going to be a grand gesture. It's going to be steps. Um, a lot of the times, failure is deemed as a lack of success, but can it also be considered like the omission of an expected or required action? So if, like, if you, like, let's say you're with somebody and you ask somebody for a favor and then they fail to come through, that person failed you because they they were supposed to pick you up and they didn't that omitted action deems failure but because you acted and took that one day to eat right or you know walk up the stairs or take the stairs instead of the elevator and whatnot that's still an act so i like that okay yeah but again it is a matter of discipline being able to stick to it every day and like we said before to work on discipline rather than motivation that's it i'm done Oh my God. No, I think, uh, I think it's interesting. Like one of the things you said is when someone else, um, fails you and like, like your example, they, they didn't pick you up. So they, they failed you, but it, it's interesting that it's subjective like that. Cause they, they're not always going to feel like they, they failed you. You know what I mean? So in their eyes, it's not a failure, but in your eyes it is. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just thought I had that random thought where you're going on about it. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting that like, no, like one failure isn't a failure to everyone. Like someone's failure could be a success. Like in a lot of, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of examples of that, but like, you know, when you're playing sports, even, you know, it's, it's like a, you know, if you're a pitcher and you strike someone out, that batter's failure to hit the ball is your success. And if vice versa, if they hit the ball, that's their failure. So well, it was very interesting, the um, subjectivity of, of, you know, the definition of failure. Love that word. And it's also very interesting. I never really considered it like if two people look at the same instance and one considers it a failure and one doesn't. So maybe that's something to be dive into. I have a thought, but I just want to note. So this is a, a, Cody's initial thought, but this is uh, 
It all comes down to self-control and mind over matter, but there will always be things that are out of your control. Roadblocks do exist, but self-failures are generally caused by you failing yourself. And that, you know, I agree, Cody. I think that's a, I think that's a really valid point. I think that's, that's really summarizing what we're saying and, and what you, what you're bringing up, Dan and Dan, Cody, thank you for that comment. I thought, I think that's really great. What, what you're saying, like looking at that same point of view, I think that can be really dangerous though. Right. Because then you turn into always the victim and it's like always someone else's fault that, that you failed. And I think, I think that can be like, there's two sides mm-hmm. of that, right? So either like if you're faced with all these failures and it's always someone else's fault or you take all that failure and like, that's your identity. It's like, no, I'm the, I'm the failure. Like you're taking those failures, not as a learning situation or not as an instance, but as who you are. And I think that can be, that can be really dangerous, but it's something that we all experience. Steven, you looked like you had something that you wanted to say. I did to an extent it wasn't because you mentioned kind of like blaming everyone for a failure. If you're blaming somebody else for all of these failures that are in your life, but if it was something, maybe I'm just, you know, putting it to this one particular instance of somebody not picking you up. And that's just kind of where like the, you know, center point of where we're going off of. If somebody just, you know, didn't come through on a favor, that failure is not on you, obviously. Yeah, so I, I'm, I just trying, like, I'm just trying to like, like, yeah. with baseball. Like we all knew that one kid that every time they struck out, oh, that ump fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I, I fouled it. That ump is terrible. Have you ever screamed easy out at a kid up at bat? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bull. Out of no, irony, no. like with a friend I have, but not someone I don't know. Have yeah, you? Maybe all the time exactly it it weighs on me that this happened but the the whole team would do it it would be like all right two outs easy out (laughs) and then the kid would strike out all the time it happened really yeah this is wreck baseball you were like seven oh my god were you in prison You know, mentally, maybe at that point, <laughs> if that's the, that was the you know the judgment of character, but my God, yeah, kids are brutal. Easy out. Imagine I don't think that. I've ever talked shit to a stranger. It's it's always been with friends, like baseball or you know fucking whatever sport. Uh, until I started doing online video games. And that- <laughs> Is where I talk so much shit on public lobbies. <laughs> the day I found out on Rocket League, pro tip for all you listeners out there, if you play Rocket League on a console, if you go to the bottom, I guess it's right, of your keyboard when you can like type a message, because typing a message takes way too long. If you go to the bottom right, you can do uh, speech to text. So you can just say what you want and send them a full text. The day I found that out, it was game over. I was trash talking all game, even though I am so bad at Rocket League. <laughs> uh, with Rocket League, I've learned. So I got I got my Wi-Fi hacked because of Rocket League because I was like trash talking with these kids. And I didn't start it. I didn't start it. I never start it. That's my rule. I don't start it. But if they start, I'm going to go back at them. And uh, these kids invited me to a party because they were like trash talking me in the game. And they're like, yo, how's the weather in insert name of my town? And I'm like, oh, you don't scare me. You know, my weather, all my Wi-Fi just shut off everything. I had to hard reset it. I had to change the path. Jesus. So what I do now is um, 
I'll just like after I score a goal, if they've been trash talking, I'll just type like "kachow" like from Cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That's really it. Or like you know, if my teammates like being annoying, I'll just type like "sorry guys, my teammate is a bot" or something like that. But I don't know, dude. Online though, it's it's wild. We were talking about um, assigning blame out and the and the dangers of that because I think we've also all met people that can't accept failure and it's not they can't accept it where it's like no i'm gonna work really hard but like they just won't acknowledge it and it's always someone else's fault and it's just they're always playing the victim and steven what do we used to say in, in the uh in the restaurant it's like oh man hardest life they have the hardest life <laughs> yeah, yeah hardest life in the world <laughs> yeah hardest life because that's what it feels like and like but i've been there and that's what i, I guess that's that's what I was trying to say. Like when I, when I went to RV before I was there, everything was someone else's fault. Like everything, like, Oh, oh the, the, um, registrar's office messed up my transcripts or no, I don't have this because you know, like screw rich people and things like that. Like I just, I just had these like terrible views of myself and, and, and why things happen or how things happen. And I think that's just why it just gets to me so much. It's like, you just have to open your eyes, but that's a hard thing to do. It's like, facing you know yeah just open your eyes like that <laughs> i don't know anything anything i'm, I'm trying not to blink i'm focused right now so oh, i just blink um i don't know i've always but i failed a lot a lot in a great many things but it i I'm very happy to say that I never was like, oh, it's because of this and whatnot. It was always like my choice. And I always knew that. Like deep down, like I was like, okay, well, I, I should have done that better. I shouldn't have been doing this in the first place. So. Yeah. I, guess I, don't really yeah. I, did, yeah. I did not. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I don't know if you have anything. No. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you guys what you guys think is worse. Um, failing and you know it was because like you could have changed something or failing because someone else either did or or someone's action or inaction caused you to fail like someone someone else's yeah someone else's action that you can't control yeah like what feels worse like your own doing or someone else's where it's out of control yeah my own doing all right i don't agree yeah, um, I don't know. Like, it's it's interesting. I don't I agree. Really no shit. Oh, is, but... Finally, finally hit me. Why? Now, okay, now, <laughs> just so we can get on the same page here. Like, if you screwed up and it was all your fault, like, clearly, if you didn't do something right, as opposed to you failing because somebody else didn't follow through for you, right? Is that what you mean? Something, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, yeah. Man. Like, so, someone's either, like, action or, or their inaction caused you to fail and it was completely you had no say you had nothing like you couldn't do anything to change that outcome but it was because of directly because of what they did that made you fail and i feel like that i would feel worse about i would feel yeah i would be angry towards them but i wouldn't like i'm sorry i thought you were talking about feeling about yourself yeah in the instance um but yeah no i then yeah i'd be furious with that person if especially if it was like a big thing you know, like somebody comes to a job. And maybe this is maybe this is why I struggled because like what you were talking about before, Steven, like knowing deep down that it's my that was a learned thing for me. Like I, I and I still work at that and I still like challenge myself. It's like, am, 
is this really someone else's fault or is this my fault? But like, I can live with hating myself on a failure. Like I've become well-versed in that, but if it's someone else's fault, I, I won't be able to let that go. I just, I wouldn't, I, it would just eat me up and be like, that's just, it's just, you know, that's just, it just sucks. It's not fair. And like, I know life isn't fair and all that, but yeah, man, like if it was something that I did, all right, that's something I did. I need to learn from it. I won't let it happen again. But if some, like, let's say someone on my team at work or <clears throat> something like that does something and I end up paying for it and I end up failing at my job because of that. But, but that's a rare occasion in my <laughs> mind. In my, in my mind, there's always something that I can do for that situation, right? It's like, what can I do to help that person so that they don't make me fail? But if it's, you know, yeah. like, exactly, Buddy. going to blow up that bomb in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that I, okay. I have nothing about that. But. I'm sorry, Dan, is that a Golden Girls t-shirt? Yeah. You're the man. <laughs> to stay golden. Um, You're the man. Betty White just turned 99, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think she did. That beautiful. And yeah, Cody, beautiful point. Not breaking in an order first. Cook forgetting to make it. <laughs> like yeah. That, oh if Rosa, if Rosa just didn't make a corn dog, or if we were out of corn dogs and she didn't tell anybody that we were out of corn dogs, and I'm waiting 20 minutes for a corn dog and there's no corn dog. Yeah, I, I get pretty upset, pretty upset about that. It's true. It, I, it's just like, and I've been there, like I'll but but I'm the same way. Like I love at Chili's, I would lie about that all the time. You know how many mistakes that kitchen made according to my tables over the years? Like it was the worst <laughs> kitchen in the world. What really it was just well, me forgetting the ring yeah, and a well done ribeye. Oh no, I, I think it's like an interesting like because like our like life experiences, like I think definitely cater to like that question I asked, like harder on yourself, whatever. Because like when I got laid off from ACS like it was like a crushing blow because it was not based on merit it was like like I you know if it was based on merit it shouldn't have been me that was laid off and I I don't know what they did directly based it off of I would assume it was just why I was one of the two newer or newest quote-unquote people I was there almost two years but like that being completely out of my hands and like like really like turning my world upside down because all of a sudden I didn't have income and I didn't have insurance and like like it was a big deal for me like I was so mad at that organization and then also like still kind of am like not a hundred percent like oh yeah it's cool like I understand like no it's still like shitty and like my life for better or for worse would be different right now if it weren't for them I would like to think it would be, you know, I'd be more stressed and all that, but who knows? Like, you know, it could be, could be anything, but like, I still hold that like little, like vengeful, like grudge, like, like the what ifs, if I was there, like what, you know, that could have happened, but can't live life on what ifs, I guess, you know, uh, another, another famous uh, Thomas Jefferson quote, can't live lives on what ifs, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, as uh, Gary DiCivino always says, if the queen had balls, she'd be king. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> also, so I think, go ahead. Yeah, 
you know, as you explained it more and more, I think somebody else letting me down would invoke a greater action or invoke greater emotion of frustration or anger. I'd be slightly, I'd be, yeah, I'd be disappointed in myself, but I would look for the positives. But if somebody else were to let me down or let me, let me down, how dare you sound like high and mighty here, which is not the case at all, but it'd be like, yeah, I would be more upset and I would be, have greater negative emotions about that probably so yes if that's what you meant by worse then yes somebody else definitely yeah definitely i definitely think i would be able to forgive myself easier i think that, i think that's what it boils down to is like i would be able to forgive myself for a mistake i made because i knew i made it and i had to deal with the consequences is, rather than the other is that narcissism or maturity I don't know, maybe it, a sociopath. Who knows? Yeah. I, and I'm I'm asking myself that. I'm not applying that to anyone. Like I'm just again free therapy, man. I'm on my couch. No, no, no. I think it's a good question because, like, you know, I would like to think it was just me growing as a person, like, you know, taking responsibility for my actions, and like that seems easier than like having to deal with other people's actions. But maybe it is narcissism that's like, well, my, you know me doing something wouldn't be as bad when, you know, I think it also depends on the situation. Like, who knows? I, I, I struggle with that mightily. I don't know about you guys. It's like, like if I'm faced with a situation at work, I try to figure out every reason that it, it can be my fault and it, it can't be my fault. And every reason, everything I could have done differently. And like, I struggle with like, what is really like my fault? Like what, like if, if my team didn't hit goal or something like that or the event didn't hit goal or we didn't fundraise a certain amount or whatever, it's like that's – like part of me is like that's all on me. That's me. That 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 is me. That's all on me. And another part of me is like, well, there was COVID-19 and there was like all these different things and I don't want to go into the specifics of my job because it will get boring. But, um, you know, I struggle with that. It's like I don't know or, or even just – everything i i don't know it's just a struggle of like when do i fully take on blame and when can i accept that there were just forces that i had no control over and like i i quote you that, do that for every instance i mean i do that a lot like i do that a lot i have those conversations in my head a ton a ton sounds exhausting it, it is it's where do you think i got these bags under my eyes from it's not from lack of facial cream or anything like that but it's just I don't know. I did buy a new facial cream. I haven't used it too much though. Nivea. It was on sale shop, right? You know, that's one sign I'm getting that I know I'm getting older. Cause I'll be at shop, right? And I'll be ringing out and I'll be like, Oh, a coupon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sale. I was, I was thinking today about like worry. talking about signs of getting older. Like I hate, I hate leftovers. I hate them. I fucking hate leftovers i'll avoid them at all costs. but I, since i've learned that you don't need to rely on just a microwave to reheat leftovers and you can be creative with things i'm like and i'm not talking about creative like sous vide things or like slow roasting uh some it's like literally just like putting it in a pan with like some extra a little bit of butter and garlic and reheating something like and i'm like wow this is life-changing and it's like i hate myself because i'm old Poggers. You really should yeah, yeah. start sous vide things really good. 
my my only experience with sous vide is at Ed's birthday party where he sous vide a bunch of pulled pork. The bag broke, fell on the ground, and he picked it up and still ate it. And he had like dogs and stuff. And it was like I have pictures of that night. I don't know if you were there or not, or just heard about no, it. No, it was not. That's really funny though. My only experience is that pulled pork sous vide on the ground, him drunk picking it up and then going on to eat it later. Sous vide mashed potatoes. Sous vide is called what is that like three E's? <laughs> no, no, I don't think there's any E's. It's S O U S space V I. Yeah. Cool. And uh, basically, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good. Like the meat you can cook. I thought in. you guys were fucking with me. I was like, no, no, I thought you were good. trying to say sauteed and you were just like off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you reminded me of something very important. What's that? It's time for this week's check-in on Tiger King with Steven. Steven, what do you think? Episode three. Dude, that was moving. Timon and Pumbaa were um, incredibly hysterical. When Mufasa died, I cried. When Simba avenged his father, it was amazing. Beautiful watch. I recommend it to everyone. You haven't watched it, have you? Lion King? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Tiger King. That has been this week's update of Tiger King. Episode 3 with Stephen Rudden. Tune back in next week for episode 4. Am I watching the wrong thing? Okay, so we're getting to the part of the episode where we're going to talk about the medicine, right? We need to take the medicine. We know there's things that we want to do differently, things that we want to reflect on. So I'll turn it over to you. What is the medicine that we want to take? Are we? Are there any things that you're thinking about differently in regarding to failure? Is there something you look back on where you're going to try, like still working through it, it's not a magic bullet, you're going to try to look at previous failures in a different lens or something that you want to change moving forward? Any of those things or something else. I'm just trying to get the conversation started and fill so you can think about your answer. I think the biggest thing people should take away from like this episode is definitely that everyone fails at something in their life and no matter what it is it has to be something that you find a silver lining you cannot go through life uh being defined by your failures you have to try and look even if people are trying to you know actively define you you know, by those failures, you can't define yourself as those. You have to look, you have to learn from those experiences. And it's super important. It helps you grow as a person and it'll make you a better person. I think that's really the biggest thing I could could say about, you know, about this episode. 100%. Get out of them what you can. Do everything you can to not make the same mistakes twice. Don't feel threatened by failure. Um if you feel threatened by failure, you're going to lose motivation to try new things just out of that fear. And it's important to note that, you know, the master has failed more times than the novice has even attempted type of thing. So I think that failure is a good thing. It's a great learner. And, um, you know, I'm excited to just study yourself, just see how how you act towards yourself after committing what you perceive as a failure. Right, Cody. Uh, I like it. And 
you know, I, I kind of agree with with both of you. I don't necessarily. Oh, I, sure. I, I don't. Well, I'm going to say I, I I don't necessarily always agree that failures are a good thing, but I think they're always a valuable thing, right? And that's where I I kind of make the difference. And what I what I want to do is just stay stay honest with myself and try again. Like as I said, I for, I think this is my like my theme is like I tr- I want to try to be as self aware as possible. And, and really understand why I failed, but learn from it. Because failures are the, one of the most valuable learning experiences. And if you're not learning from your failures, then you're going to repeat, you're going to repeat yourself. And, and I've, I've, I am living proof of that. I'm doing it. I'm, I will continue to do that. Right. So um trying to find the, like, let that sting sink in. Like, don't, don't ignore this thing. Let it sink in, learn from it. Um, Remember and, it. What was that? Remember it. Yeah. Remember it. And like, it's, I just, uh, there's things that I know that I'm going to do. And I, and I just, I just have to to get better at it and eventually sink in. But, um, you know, our listener, Cody, um, you know, routines help you avoid a failure, uh, small steps and, you know, take small steps after failure and step back and realize what made me fail and how to fix it. I think those are, those are really good words. I think that's, those are good points. And, uh, Cody, we appreciate your input. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. I mean, I'm not really seeing you, but you know, good to know you're, you know, still doing it. Maybe, maybe Cody will be on an episode. Yeah. If it's Get not like, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he is. Since he's in the Navy, I think motivation would be a good episode. Dude, that's you guys are. That's Dude, what I was going to pitch for next week. Really? Me too. Me too. Yeah. Really? No. that's it for deep fried medicine this week thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of deep fried medicine we can't wait to talk to you next week please make sure to rate review and subscribe on spotify and apple and follow us on instagram and twitter have a great weekend